Today, at the F1 in Schools World Finals, Tom eats more of his gifts. The starting gates are working better, but still aren't perfect, and we see teams get slower as the temperatures decrease. You're listening to Trackside by Off The Track. Hello and welcome to episode two uh, for day two of the F1 in Schools 2022 World Finals coverage uh, by Trackside, by Off The Track. Um, my name is Michael. I'm joined today by Zhao. Zhao, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone. So, yes, I'm Zhao. I'm from Brazil. I have been part of Hydra, a collaboration team between Brazil and Mexico in 2019 World Finals. And I realize now that I actually forgot to mention my teams, but that's fine. We'll just keep <laughs> moving on. Um, I was part of Infinitude and Precision Racing, um, if anyone remembers Precision Racing, uh, which no one will. But anyway... Um, <laughs> There were some memorable moments at the competition today, that's for sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, uh, I think the best place to start is with the starting gates or, or, or the gates in general. We know that yesterday there were a lot of issues with the gates, um, a lot of DNFs. I think today, far fewer DNFs from, yes. from what we can see. I think it's only three for today, thereabouts. Um, and so... A much smaller amount of DNFs. However, we did have an issue where a team ran a 1.004 time. I believe the team was Atos Racing. Yes. Um, yeah. And so the starting gates or the, or the, the gates reported a 1.004 time. And Gary uh, Anderson, chair of judges, eventually decided that that time was not legitimate and they had to rerun it um the subsequent rerun got a time of i think it was 1.5 1.6 something like that um and so i i feel really bad for atos racing uh i don't know about you Xiao. yeah it's, it's um yeah it's must be rather crushing because they just got very close i think that's i was talking to ben on the live stream about it we think it's the closest anyone's got to that barrier in four years since since, since horizon. horizon yeah yeah um and so i mean do you think we can trust the timing gates now Cher? yeah yeah it's quite rough like the timing gates have been a topic like from day one and day two mm. yeah at least we have a more smooth sailing day so we do not have many yes. delays that is great especially for the teams that are on site we talked mm. yesterday uh, with Sonic Boom, like the their 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 race time was rescheduled four times during the day because of delays, because yeah. of online teams. So when everything is on schedule, it's far easier to handle the pressure, to plan your things, what you do, your interviews. So it's a good team. Like I'm happy for HQ that they they did it all right. So no more DNFs, no more changing the the stop system. But that one time is like. Is is a little bit cheeky because you crush someone's like like emotion like you are so happy to see that you have made a great and time. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's not that HQ's fault, and I don't want anyone to no, think it is. No, it isn't. I think HQ has been doing an amazing job for sure. Especially for today, sure. today was very well put together. Tom was on his A game. Um, I think it's probably one of the best 
days we've seen in the competition in terms of entertainment value. The teams are really comfortable, uh, whether they're on the screen or whether they're in person. Yeah. And I think um, the race times that are being handled really well, the breakages are being handled as well as they can be, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but those starting gates, uh, I don't know, if I was a competitor, I would be really distrustful of those of those timing gates because for sure not registering a car finishing is one thing but registering an incorrect time yeah. i think that kind of underscores the trust you have that the gates are accurate yeah um, i think like if yesterday's problems didn't have happened was okay mm. we would be like okay it's one off so but since we have yeah. a history uh, a sort of history in this world finals with the stopping gates uh, or the the timing so yeah this may be maybe something to keep an eye but i hope that for knockouts when the stakes are high is like one off i i hope that we have no problem tomorrow and we can just yeah. enjoy the competition normally well i think i think we're going to be just trying to enjoy the competition because knockouts this year is not for points unfortunately yeah. um or some teams may find that to be fortunate uh but yes uh i'm certainly looking forward to it i hope all the teams are um yeah and so we were talking earlier Zhao, about the kind of consistency we've seen in cars and i think it, the the leaderboard really shows how consistent and and how close all of the cars are you know if you look the top 22 times fall within nine nine tenths of each other nine tenths of a second of each other by the looks of it from from today's net times leaderboard and so a lot including of the cars you're seeing are really really consistent yes that's including reactions yeah And yeah, so the, the, there's some teams, Blackout, they're, they're showing quite a good consistency um, when we when we look at their times. The, the, the standard deviation on their times is, is 0 0.023 of a second, which is not the lowest, but when we look at the actual like average lap, they're, they're on top. And so we, we had an interview prior to the world finals with blackout where we discussed their wheel system and how they have a very unique wheel system from what i've seen in that they've got two bearings on each wheel and connecting them is a stub axle what did you think Xiao, when you first heard about that yeah when i first heard i, I was quite trying to understand how it works like how you put two bearings in one wheel, one heel wheel but then I, I understand I, I I heard what they said and it's like quite interesting like you are doing mm. like a backup to your system so imagine that one one bearing is not working at, at ideal you have the other one compensating so mm. this might be a, a way that they are going they're keeping like their their times very very close to each other and so I think we'll we'll hear from blackout now and uh, we'll, we'll have a, a quick discussion about about what blackouts done right after this uh so in the car uh, we so we can say we have a primary bearing and the secondary bearing so the primary bearing is uh, held in the wheel just like you'd find on sort of uh, most wheel systems and then that uh, so then that's an interference fit or a press fit so 
uh, secured to the wheel and the bearing. Then again, it's another press fit uh, onto the stub axle. So the two bearings go into the stub axle. Uh, so then to connect the sort of the wheel to the actual car, then we've got this sort of uh, housing. Again, that's another press fit as well. And then, yeah, we had to make sure that the tolerances were right so it doesn't just fall apart when racing. And so in terms of actually achieving that press fit, um, do you use heat or anything to expand parts so that they'll they'll shrink to actually to hold things together or, or how do you achieve a precise press fit? Uh, yeah, there's no sort of heat things, uh, but yeah, we did have these sort of assembly jigs uh, that utilize a scrawn system that uh, Cavill could go into further detail and that just allowed us to assemble it more precisely without reducing, uh, while reducing the damage done to the bearings. I mean, you know, Cavill, do you want to add on to that? Uh, so a main difficulty that we found while trying to assemble the bearing was, uh, while trying to assemble the entire system was getting the bearings attached to the wheel and then onto the car. So we had to develop these sort of jigs which would initially attach the two bearings onto the stub axle and then using a sort of screw mechanism would then attach the wheel onto the primary bearing. And then we could then use this sort of wheel assembly to then use another sort of jig assembly to then attach it, the entire sort of wheel onto the car, uh, trying to reduce as much damage as possible. And so I, I think, Zhao, you can agree that that's a very interesting way of looking at it. I think uh, I don't think it's mentioned in what we just listened to, but when I was speaking to them, uh, they mentioned that it's it's a way of taking out some of the 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 the, the, the friction in that system because your your stub axle allows your your wheels to rotate so much more freely because you don't have a joined axle and it's not just one bearing there's two so it's it's a really smooth way of having your wheel system turn uh, and so I think it's really borne out in how the cars performed you know we i'm looking at this and out of the eight times we've recorded half of them are within what four thousandths of a second yeah, of each insane. other it's insane it's it, 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 it's a very very well designed car it's not the fastest but it is one of the most consistent and i i think consistency is, is is a really good thing they're, they're, sh they're showing well in the average lap they may not have got the fastest time but they're showing well on the leaderboard as well and um, I think that the consistency is very important for knockouts as well that we have tomorrow day three absolutely yeah because you don't have uh, don't have four races to show your car you have two races one with each so you need to have a car that's reliable to deliver a time after time even if he's do has done eight races you need to push the limits of your car so you need to be yeah. fit to do the times a time after time a good time don't need to be the best but if you have the car that in day one you crash the times and it's go and it go down with the races this is a bad thing like you cannot yeah fully take the potential of your car and I, i'm looking at eclipse's results here today and you know what until we got to, to uh, until the first two races of today are real um outliers from their normal uh their normal race times because obviously eclipse they are currently the fastest car uh they currently have the fastest lap at the competition and they're running you know consistent 1.05 times 
Um, they've got a 1.08, a 1.09. And then we jump up to a 1.133 and a 1.243. And that was for the first two races today. And I was speaking to Tom earlier um, off uh, offline. Um, well, actually, it was online, but not on the record. But, uh, important distinction there. Has been a long anyway, day. Has um, been a long day, Michael. Yeah, and uh, I think I think the the, the cl- conclusion they drew was that uh, it was it was the car just needed to get back into it. The car needed to warm up the bearings. I suppose you could say. Amy um, on the on the stream has said similar things that she's she's a believer in in cars needing to warm up their bearings. So what do you think about that, Xiao? Yeah, I think like we can see sometimes cars go slowly and then rapidly they improve the time. So yeah, it's an ideal, but mm. it's something that happens. So we you need to, to be prepared to this and handle it. Because you know, for the, the big points that are awarded for your car, you don't take the lowest time. You don't take the highest time. You take like the average the what you can do consistently. So if you have a one-off time yeah. that is pretty good and one-off time that is pretty bad, it doesn't make a difference if you have an average. The the core of your points are good. And so that's why Blackout is going to do so well in that in yes. that section because they have a very consistent car and uh, an Eclipse, their car has been a bit inconsistent. You know, they've got that fastest time that won't count um, towards the, the Grand Prix and um, their middle times that we look at, they're good, they're good, but they're not as consistent as blackouts. Blackouts would be 0.5, 0.5, sorry, 1.0, 1.05 time, 1.05 for all four of them. Yeah. Whereas Eclipse, they've got half of them around that 1.05 mark, and then the other half are about 1.08, 1.09. It's still good. So it's still good, but it's still good. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not diminishing the engineering work that's gone into Eclipse's car. It is one of the most heavily tested cars I have ever seen. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of the best cars um, that that I've seen. But I think Blackout deserves credit where credit is due. That wheel system, I, I I'm. I'm amazed by it. I, I think it's a brilliant wheel system. I think there needs to be more research into into double bearing wheel systems in the future. Yeah, um, and it's something that will help them also in the engineering part of the, the judging of the engineering because they yes. they must have a reason. They have they probably has that had tested with one bearing with two bearings and they decided that it's better best. It's the same thing that Eclipse did. Like many hours of testing Absolutely. will result in a good car and a good engineering process. In, in a hole. Yes, and I think I think Eclipse was absolutely right in their testing focus to focus on the stability of the car. <coughs> and so, for those who who missed yesterday's episode, um, Eclipse have a, a, a metal back wing, rear wing, um, and that helps to shift the the center of mass for more in line with the the center of the the the, the thrust vector for the canister. Um, and so that enables them to have a very stable takeoff and to take advantage of all the energy provided by the canister at the start um, because you really need to harness that energy because it doesn't happen throughout the race. It's only for about the first quarter of the track, I believe, yes. that you have that kind of thrust from the canister. And so their approach is to really capture that energy and Blackout's approach is to really minimize the losses in the wheel system. Mm-hmm. And so I think an approach between the two um would would yield an amazing car 
Yeah. Um, and so consistency is key, not just in marketing, but in engineering. And so for knockouts next year, I believe it's got to count. We hope. They've got to have knockouts that count <laughs> at some point. Um, and so I think if teams want to do well in knockouts, I agree, Zhao, they need to be consistent. Um, and so I think that brings us on to our very own Marcus Vetter. Um, Marcus has been with Off The Track since the the last World Finals um, in which he, he worked with us doing interviews and he did a really good job and we, we love having Marcus as part of the team and he had the opportunity to speak at the F1 in Schools World Finals and Zhao, how would you describe his speech? Yeah, I think it was a very solid speech. Like In my World Finals, mm -hmm. we also had someone that would have participated in participating in other old finals talking and i remember that spirit and experience was pretty great like you are in the world finals you and the guy who's speaking to you knows what it is to be in your place and even though that you see that michael didn't win the, the world finals obviously he had an amazing project working for years as he talked in the presentation you can see that the f1 schools opened many doors for him like and he pushed that mm. he followed that what he wants so yeah, yeah it's, it's fantastic and, and it was part of the part of the williams engineering academy is what he's part of now and I yes. think that's what he was there to promote and so they're not taking unfortunately they're not taking any um anyone this year at the competition i'm not sure the reasons behind that um it's a bit disappointing because it seems to have been a really good opportunity for marcus and it's it, it seems to really be helping him um yeah ciao um did you try for the williams engineering academy no i didn't but i i kind of regret it but at the time i wasn't working in the engineering with a car nowadays oh, no, i was but yeah but if i was going to do the project again i will probably try to be a part of it because yeah it yeah. opens many doors i didn't either i didn't either because i was a um a graphics designer at the time um but if i had have done the competition again and i hadn't been able to be a graphics designer because i think if i do the competition again i would be a graphics <laughs> designer again because i really love that job um i think i would have been an engineer and i would have done the williams racing yeah. academy i think it's a brilliant opportunity and i'm, I'm glad that williams have uh, stepped up and started providing that opportunity yeah. to teams yeah, and i remembered the challenge that was in my year it was a fun challenge like you, you I, I i think it was how to improve a pit stop if i'm not mistaken it, like you have right. to submit something so it's a fun thing you is an idea you need to need to think about so yeah we hope that for next year's mm. next world finals we'll have williams back doing this because it's, it's a very, very good opportunity. Yes, a great opportunity. And so I think that's most of the, the big points out of the way. I think from a statistical viewpoint, um, today was a lot slower, a yeah. lot slower than, than yesterday. Um, and not just the net times because they've got reactions, but the track <coughs> times as well. And I think Lawrence did outline why on stream that it was slower. Uh, is because it was colder and so the the atmosphere in the venue was was more dense uh, and that meant that the that the cars were going a bit slower the canisters weren't as warm i think as well yes. they weren't able to heat up as quickly though i'm not sure how much of an effect that has 
Um, so in the end of it, only 14 out of 53 teams managed to improve their times. And Zhao, I'm not too surprised by that for for the pure reason that we've had so many breakages and the yes. breakages continue today. Yeah, I um, think it's, it's rare when your car breaks and it goes faster, right? When it happens, you say, okay, ah, it, Gary Gary fixed it and made it faster. Mm. But normally, it yeah. goes a little bit slower because you add glue to the weight. Normally, if you break many, many times, you add glue with glue with glue. So, yeah, yeah. it's weight. The, and even though Gary is a, a, very guy, a very great guy gluing, you never put mm. in the right place, the precise right place. Even... Even more if you have to glue more than one st one time because you are glue gluing in glue. So yeah, the time tends to be slower and the temperature was colder. So yeah, there was nothing that we can do. I don't think that's on Gary for not putting them in the right place. I mean, this guy's yeah. got to no, no, fix these cars quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think also when you when you look at it, the cars they start to wear out by that yes. point as well, and so we weren't going to expect a lot of uh, teams to improve. But I think in the second day of racing, generally we see a bit more than a quarter of teams improve their time, um, and so the the about a quarter we've got this time is a bit, you know, uh huh. But it is what it is, and so uh, yeah, I th I think. Is there anything else we, we, we need to cover? Zhao, I don't think so. I think we need no. to congratulate the teams for the second day of competition. Now, Absolutely. Uh, Amazing now, efforts. Uh, yeah. Now it's mainly just fun. Just try to relax because knockouts doesn't count. So you go there, yeah. uh, cheer for your country. If you, are, if you are competing, cheer for yourself. If you have a team from your country competing, cheer for them. Feel the moment. Stay there watching the, the race because this is the spectacle of f one is close definitely the knockouts absolutely and our uh, knockouts was an amazing experience for me um i think i think my team made it through to <clears throat> to the quarterfinals or maybe the semis i can't remember um but i remember it being a very nerve-wracking experience but that's because there were points at stake so just enjoy it yeah. um as Zhao said i think what you've said Zhao, very sage advice um i think that's basically all judging done though is it not yes i think so yeah you i yeah. I, I don't know isn't it scheduled but you might receive feedbacks of the judging i don't know if it's today or the next day but it's very yeah. it's very important it's especially if you want to come back to the world finals in some year or if your school has teams they're starting now, so you have your feedback. It's very important to pass forward, to always improve your school, your country in the World Finals, and to make the environment at all more competitive, so you have more teams fighting Absolutely. for the win. Absolutely, and I think I think it's no secret that Australia is, is very strong when it comes to F1 in schools, and there's a couple of schools that do particularly well at it. My old high school was one of those. We had, I think four or five worlds teams and we had two worlds champion teams from our school and i think that is in no small part to the amount of knowledge that's passed down between the different teams student to student i think if you want to become more confident in your current knowledge and you want to to help others succeed there's no better way to do that than to mentor your fellow uh, f1 in school students at your school whether you've left school already because of the competitions um, 
been delayed or or you're leaving school soon um i think mentoring f1 in school students is a really valuable opportunity and absolutely you should take that up um so i think that concludes trackside yes. for today thank you very much for for watching thank you Zhao, for for coming on thank you and uh good luck to all, all the teams sit back relax judging's done it's it's fun all fun here on out yes okay yeah all right good luck and have a good day thank you for listening to off the track if you enjoyed this episode rate us five stars on apple podcasts it really does help and share the podcast with someone else who may find it useful stay up to date with us by following us on instagram at off the track podcast and visit off the for the latest news